The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week The holiday shopping season is here So it's time for Bubble Genius's Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap It's a big-ass soap sculpture shaped like a gingerbread man That you can enjoy without it going right to your thighs Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs. Scented with a yumalicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap, too. Added almost five ounces, it should last you a good long time. Only $7 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll save 15% off your entire holiday order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, I'm Margaret Jo McCullen. And I'm Terry Rialto. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Delicious Dish on National Public Radio. And we have a very special guest today. Please welcome the owner of Seasons Eatings, Pete Schwetty. <laughs> welcome. How are welcome, you? Pete. We like the name of your store. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, there are lots of great treats at this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruitcake. But the thing that I most like to bring out at this time of the year are my balls. your balls, Pete. Well, over at Seasons Eatings, we have balls for every taste. My mouth's watering just thinking about those balls. It's been years since I've seen any balls. Would you like to see my balls now? You have some beautiful balls. They're bigger than I expected. I know a lot of people tell me that. I can't help but notice, Pete, your balls are a little misshapen. Can I touch your balls? Go ahead, but be careful. They're very delicate. I have to say, your balls are so tender. Well, there's no beating my balls. They're made from a secret sweaty family recipe. No one can resist my sweaty balls. Seska. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box. The Bob Seska Show. God damn it! Hi, everybody. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm getting that one out of the way before Alec Baldwin is uh, accused of sexual harassment. This is like, I want to play the sweaty balls piece, but it's the clock is ticking. Alec Baldwin could go down at, at any possible moment. All right, it is, uh, what the hell date is it? November 30, 2017. This is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we're brought to you by the best soap in the world. The best soap for the holidays. It's BubbleGenius.com. Oh, I forgot to say hi to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hello, Bob. Hello. Uh, let's see. Okay, lots of stuff to do today, so we might as well just dig right in. 
Jackie Schechner. Hello world is the news that she's bringing. Come on, get Jackie. All my stories is what she's singing. We bring you Jackie. Trump Crisis Day 315. Yep, okay. Jackie Schechner's here. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Well, before we get started, I just want to do a little Bob Seska show sexual harassment training. <laughs> okay. Um, hang on. Okay. Don't harass anybody. All right. <laughs> right. Wait. See, now that that is the key. I mean, there's no need for any sort of uh, uh, complicated uh, sexual harassment courses or anything like that. I was noticing that uh, the House of Representatives is doing their own little thing. And, you know, I-, I was just watching the news about that last night and going, you know, this is really simple. How about this? Here's the training. Here's all the training you need. Don't be a dick. Don't, yeah, don't harass women with your penis or anything else for that matter. Yeah. Uh, don't yeah. don't have a secret button to lock your door and uh, to, to keep women in your office while you sexually assault them with your exposed penis. I, it's just like I, I'm getting the impression now that if you reach a certain age, Jackie, reach a certain status, uh, whether imagined or real, it could be either one. It could be mm-hmm. real power or imagined power. Suddenly mm-hmm. all these guys are just running around showing everyone their dicks. And I, you know, this is something that is, is kind of new to me. I, I thought, you know, maybe once in a while, a guy gets drunk at a party and just starts running around the place chasing people with his dick. It's just like a drunken thing at some part. That's how I was kind of <laughs> what imagining. What kind of parties it. do you go to? I, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what my perspective is on any of this. I don't know that I've been chased around a party by somebody's genitals, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm. That's what I'm imagining. When someone someone exposes their dick, well, obviously, <laughs> that's not how it works. They've got to be drunk. <laughs> but I mean, now it just seems like. Jesus, I mean, did I miss some guy training in elementary school or something? Okay, you learn about math, you learn about, oh, you, you reach puberty, you learn about using deodorant and things like that. And, and oh, yeah, by the way, uh, make sure to chase after women with your dick hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, something it, that's, that's not, but I will, God. look, I mean, look, let's, let's, let's start with this just a little bit. I, you yes, know, obviously, yes. this is happening. Uh, in all realms of society, it's happening in all different industries. And, yep. and you know, I, I do think a lot about the women who don't have the means to speak up, mm-hmm. um, where it's happening and there, there's no uh, opportunity to, to tell, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I do think we're at an interesting turning point. But I can speak for the news business, which I've been in and out of for the good part of 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And um, what I can say is that there is, there does seem, first of all, there's a, there's a high rate of infidelity in the television news business. Oh yeah, um, same with radio. And, and yeah. Right, and, and probably somewhat in the print, I've never been in the print industry, but you know, there's a lot of adrenaline, there's a lot of travel. Um, it's very easy for people to buy their own hype, right? Like yep. you start to get a little bit of, of fame or recognition and then you think you're super important and next thing you know, you're behaving that way. Um, so it's, there is I mean, a lot it's, of it's the it's the Trump thing. If you're a celebrity, they let you get away with it. That's the attitude. Yeah, yeah. there is a lot of that, right? And there's also, um, and I don't want to stereotype, but you know, there is kind of like you know, th- the head of your newspaper in high school wasn't always the most popular guy, right? Like, <laughs> you know, all these guys who who kind of grew up not getting the girl, now all of a sudden are Hello. in a position that they can get the girl, yeah. and yeah. they're getting the girl in a really inappropriate way. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, so there's a lot of that happening. Yeah. I mean, and then Matt Lauer is obviously the, the latest one. I mean, what did we hear about yesterday? Also, uh, Jeffrey Rush, I noticed in the news yesterday. No, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, Garrison Keeler. I didn't even know Garrison Keeler had a pulse, much less the yeah, ability right? to... I saw a great joke on Twitter from Frank Conniff who said, show me on the doll where Garrison Keillor bored you. <laughs> I'm going to chase after some women with my penis at a drunken party hosted by Bob Seska. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was extraordinary. But what I did say, I mean, I did see uh, a note online yesterday that kind of upset me. It was somebody that I know um, who's not a, a common name. It's somebody in the mm-hmm. news business uh, who I've known for a long time. And they said that he was let go. And I don't I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but if it is, it's disappointing. Because was it the, someone at CNN? I, I thought yeah, I saw someone at yeah, CNN. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I've known him for a long time. I, I knew him before he worked for CNN. And mm-hmm. he was out here in California for a while. I just seemed like a really nice guy. And, and it doesn't seem, the allegation doesn't seem in in character with his personality and how yeah. I, what I know of him. But again, I mean, you know, who's to say, right? Because a lot of this stuff, is happening uh, behind the scenes, and I would imagine that if they're going to dismiss somebody, they have good cause to do it, mm-hmm. um, especially in this climate. Right? Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's it's like I said, I said, you know, it's the what doesn't surprise me anymore. The who sometimes upsets me and bums me out. But yeah, the it's, what doesn't surprise me, and it's also tragic and embarrassing and and awful yeah. and disappointing. I think that's one of the things, one of the many emotions that's been that have been going through my mind. Uh, over the last few weeks, which is disappointment, because I mean, are you th- disappointed in your gender? Is I'm, that I'm, what's dis- I'm disappointed <laughs> in my gender. I'm disappointed in some of the people who are responsible. Yeah. Obviously, Al Franken being at the top of the disappointment list. Yeah, I, um, I'm there too. I don't, I don't get what's going on there. Yeah, grabbing, I mean, you're grabbing ass while you're taking. Fun. I don't know. It's yeah. Just- yeah, it doesn't make Dude, any sense. What's that about? Yeah. Well, you know what? Actually, it makes all the sense in the world. I mean, I take that back entirely. It makes so much sense because what we're talking about is we're talking about a toxic mixture of of many things, many of which we have detailed here already on the show, and uh, and so at the end of the day. As a man myself, and I can safely say that I've never chased anyone with my penis. That is not something (laughs) I have been actively doing, nor do I have a secret button that locks my door to trap people in my office or anything along those lines. That's a weird, that was a weird detail. And then I was reading some accounts online that that was not an anomaly, that there were lots of executives who had that. And I just don't understand, is it that tedious for you to get it from your desk and lock the door if you need to? Well, Uh, is it, is it, is this like a post 9-11 security? measure or is this something yeah, that nobody's they did? trying to hijack the executive's office at a news network that i know of although that could be a premise for a film i would imagine yeah. um i don't know i don't know what it is uh did did read someone online say that they knew of an executive at cnn that had that um you know of course when i was let go uh by the guy i think she's referring to he did it in a guest office in dc so yeah yeah, yeah. As far as I knew, there was no lock on that door. Well, we also have the what the showrunner from Supergirl is also has also been accused of this stuff. God, I mean, again, I'm chuckling not because it's hilarious, but just because it's gotten to the point of being uh, just a, a, an a- epidemic. And I'm not, of course, it's not an epidemic brought on by the women. It's obviously an epidemic caused by all of these men who think that this is on some level appropriate behavior, regardless of what they're saying as a mea culpa now. 
Um, right. you know, Jamie Frevely, who has written for the Daily Banter, who's a friend of Chez's, in fact, she and I have been going back and forth on uh, via Twitter DM uh, with kind of a pool. <laughs> to kind of, we're kind of guessing who's coming up who's next, next, who's yeah. going to happen next, and and ju- I mean, really seriously, we're looking at the the scope of male celebrities, or in, uh, whether it's in Hollywood, whether it's in the news business, and we're going. Which guys are probably going to be next? Which are the next suspects? And that is not necessarily not necessarily to do sort of a uh, uh, a minority report kind of thing where we're convicting them before they're accused. Yeah, no, for sure. But, you don't want to get into that kind of speculation. Yeah, but I mean, at some point, we have to say: Is anyone? Uh, uh, at that level, anyone who has that level of power and that level of celebrity, you combine the celebrity, you combine the power, you combine the money, and then you combine the testosterone, and it, it goes yeah. into this petri dish and emerges as guys masturbating in front of women or showing them their dicks or grabbing them by the crotch. And by the way, I know one name we haven't mentioned so far this morning, which is Donald Trump, for God's sake. And Donald Trump has to be at the centerpiece of all of this, obviously, since he's the president. And uh, I mean, this is the crazy part that's happening now, right? There's this there's this call for Conyers and Franken and um, who am I missing uh, on the Democratic side? There's, I know Conyers and Franken, but there's somebody else I'm, I'm forgetting. But there's this call for you know them to resign or step down or whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be, right? Saying that Democrats need to own this moral high ground. Well, that doesn't get us anywhere. And I'm not saying that they don't need to step aside necessarily, you know, especially what we're hearing more and more about Conyers. But you can't call for that and not call for more an investigation into the president. I mean, it's got to either be, you know, both sides or no sides. uh, And I hope it's not no sides. But but the moral high ground isn't going to do us any good right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that if you've got... Um, I'm not really sure what to say. I mean, I, I feel bad because I think I think these women deserve justice, absolutely. Uh, I'm not so sure that within the case of Franken, and this is not me just defending him, but I'm not sure that I would put his the allegations against him in the same category oh, as certainly what Congress not. has allegedly done. Like nope. I, I think if he grabbed your ass during a photo op 10 years ago before 15 years ago, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I just... To me, well, that's not the same as Conyers, you know, screaming at an employee and getting down to his skivvies or attacking someone. Like, it's just a different level. Of, yeah, no, no, not on the d- same. Indiscretion. But yeah. um, at the same time, you know, the, the Democrats were like, yes, we need to be better on this. And it's like, well, yeah, we need to be good on it, but we need to call for the other side to be good on it, too. Right, right. And, you know, I think uh, speaking of Conyers, it, didn't he announce yesterday that he's not going to resign, but that he's not going to run for reelection? In I think so. November? He's also hospitalized for stress, from what I understand. Oh, is he really? Um, I didn't know that. That's what I heard this morning. That okay. he, he was hospitalized for stress, so, right. which is understandable. And he's not a young guy. And obviously, this is going to take a toll. And I, I think he deserves whatever whatever he gets based on the evidence that's presented. Yep. I mean, it sounds like he was pretty crappy and he deserves whatever he gets from it. But again, and we said talked about this last time we talked about it, was that there are degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I think that, that we have to figure out what those are. Um, I, you know, I, I, I claim to be the authority on it, but... You know, if I went after everybody who ever grabbed my ass, forget it. I'd have no time to do anything else. So. Yeah. And you know what else? I think this is a, a really good uh, springboard. Not good. Not The news itself isn't good. But in terms of being right. something that could trigger a larger movement 
leading toward additional rights for women uh, in this country. I think I think this is the moment that that can be seized upon to achieve that end. Maybe even getting to the point where the uh, the Equal Rights Amendment suddenly becomes uh, uh, renewed and becomes a becomes a thing again, and and suddenly states are ratifying that. Hopefully, uh, this will turn into something beyond just a series of women coming out and accusing these. Uh, awful uh, predatory behaviors in in these well-known figures uh and and not so well known i'll be interested to see whether or not this bleeds down to the not well-known level mm-hmm. where there are women coming out against their middle managers or wherever yeah. in some you know in some sort of uh the office style paper merchant somewhere in pennsylvania you know that that sort of thing i hope it turns into that as well and was that a dunder mifflin reference that was totally a dunder mifflin <laughs> reference um you know meanwhile i want to talk about this because this is yes. uh I, I i couldn't believe i actually read this quote from lindsey graham on, yeah. on cnn this morning lindsey graham said You know what concerns me about the American press is this endless, endless attempt to label Trump as some kind of kook not fit to be president. F you. Here's Lindsey. I'm sorry. What would you like me to call him? I know. It's it's a thing. Keep an eye on his Twitter account, Senator Graham. Have you seen it? Uh, But here's Senator Graham talking about Donald Trump on Fox News Channel from February 17th, 2016. I think he's a kook. I think he's crazy. <laughs> he's not fit to be president. So that's Lindsey Graham. F you. Uh, obviously forgetting his own quotes. And this brings me to a, a topic that doesn't necessarily need to be a, a topic of conversation, but something I wanted to throw out there. And I, you may be experiencing this too, Jackie, which is that it is getting near impossible to form rational arguments against Trump and Trumpism, you know, Trump and, and, and Trump's behavior and then all the people surrounding him, his supporters, his surrogates, his staffers, uh, all the people who are in the ridiculous Trump clown car right now. Mm-hmm. It is impossible because because they have so disconnected themselves from the realms of reality, truth mm-hmm. and consistency where it no longer matters if they're completely hypocritical anymore. It just doesn't. There's no shame. There's no. Um, there's no standard. There's no normalcy to it. Right. Um, and I think you're not. I mean, look, you're not going to get that thirty percent, right? You're not no. going to get. I mean, I, the Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders of the world are going to lie until they can't lie anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just like you're. You're not going to win them over. You're not going to have a rational argument with them. You're not going to explain to them they believe what they believe, and that's the end of it. Like it's yep. a cult. Imagine they're in a cult, and nothing you do or say is going to convince them otherwise. Mm-hmm. But what we can do is take the people who aren't necessarily politically inclined, the people who either uh, don't have time in their life to pay attention to the ins and outs because they're just trying to put food on the table and yeah. you know work work two jobs to make ends meet and get their kids to school and all of the normal things that normal people do uh, as opposed to those of us who are obsessed day in and day out with what's going on with this administration and whatnot um, you know or the people who don't understand Washington and there's plenty of those too they, they just it doesn't make it much sense to them right. and and try to explain to them why they need to care. Yeah. Um, and get those people registered to vote and yep. to get those people angry enough 
to be interested and motivated. Like that's the best that we can do because that, you're never going to get to that 30%. It's just not going to happen. And, and, and that's exactly right. And that's why that is so important because we have a group of voters that 30% you just mentioned, the 30, 35% of people, voters who still support Donald Trump, they are okay with being vulgar, with the president acting mm-hmm. like a buffoon on the international stage and not knowing things and just being completely incompetent. They are okay. Okay, 100% with all of that. So there is no there is no reason or rationality that enters into any of their mindsets because as you said, it is a cult. And this cult will fully accept the idea that Donald Trump is going around uh, at the very least in private circles whether it's at Bedminster or Mar-a-Lago or the White House or what have you going around saying that it wasn't his voice on the Access Hollywood tape that that one is just beyond me yeah. i mean i don't understand look he's he's either mentally ill mm-hmm. i mean categorically which i actually believe he's either suffering from some sort of dementia or he's actually mentally ill yeah. um but either that or, you know, he thinks that that narrative will fly. Um, and what I, what I worry is the way that the media handles those sorts of things is problematic. And I'll tell you why. Because yep. they don't turn around and say, Donald Trump is trying to make people believe that he believes that that's not him on the table. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a strategic thing. But when the meat, when the media narrative is Trump says it's not him, like you're feeding into it. Like (laughs) you give him the runway to take off on that plane. And you, you can't do that. Like the media is not holding him accountable um, they're reporting on him like he's any other normal politician. Yes. That's, well, that's Not all the right. time, but a lot of time. Yeah, they're normal. And so the headlines are misleading. The headlines are detrimental. Yeah. And what they need to be doing is, for example, when they mention that Donald Trump is going around like a maniac saying that it wasn't his tape on the access or it wasn't his voice on the access Hollywood pussy grabbing tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they need to do is play clips like this, that uh, it's a, was a video recorded by Donald Trump in the days following the rollout of that Access Hollywood tape where Donald Trump confesses to the whole thing and admits to it and then apologizes. Here's here's Donald Trump from uh, October of 2016. Never said I'm a perfect person nor pretended to be someone that I'm not. I've said and done things I regret and the words released today on this more than a decade old video are one of them. Anyone who knows me knows these words don't reflect who I am. I said it. I was wrong. And I apologize. See, there it is. And, and it's, uh, yeah. Now, you, how... I would argue that they actually do very much reflect who he is. Oh, but, yeah, you know. no doubt. I mean, no <laughs> doubt about it. But, I mean, the bottom line here is that was Donald Trump, I think, on the very day that that tape came out, if not the day after, admitting to saying those words, admitting to that being him on the tape, and then apologizing for it. There is no equivocating here. Donald Trump has said that that was him on that tape. Now, their explanation was that it was just locker room talk and that there was no... He wasn't necessarily admitting to the content of what he was saying. He was admitting to that being him. And now he's going around expecting his people, and rightfully so, because they're going to go along with it. You better believe that there are Trumpers from coast to coast going he never said it it's fake news deep state there, and and that's what they're doing because Mm -hmm. that's what he's telling them to do 
Right. These are marching orders for Trumpers to now spread the word that it was not Donald Trump, that this was a uh, a media conspiracy to frame Donald Trump, that they got someone, who knows, <laughs> they hired someone who could do a spot-on Trump voice to imitate his voice and, and make it seem as if he was saying something and confessing to something that he really didn't do. But yet he's still on this tape on this apology tape saying that it was him and that he apologizes for it. So this is this is what I'm talking about. How do you do that when they say buh when they yeah. say fake I don't news? Know. You know, and and then and and you have the evidence right in front of you, but then they simply do not accept the evidence or in the case of Fox News Channel, I assure you, they are not playing that apology tape right now. Oh god, of course not. Of course no. not. And you know what happens too is like so much comes out and we've talked about this, right? It's overwhelming and you can't address one thing because the minute you start to pay attention to one thing, something else takes it over. Yeah. So, you know, you could get on this, like, what the heck is he trying to do with this pretending it's not him thing? But but the next thing you know, he's, you know, retweeting fake anti-Muslim terrorism videos. Oh, right? yeah. And then, Next thing you know, there's this North Korea threat. And next thing you know, like, it's just too much and everything gets buried. I was just thinking about when he put out that tweet about how he rejected the offer to be Time Magazine's person of the year, right? <laughs> yeah. And then Time was like, yeah, dude, no. Like, that didn't happen. And we didn't have a chance because I said as soon as that happened, every reporter needs to ask him or Huckabee Sanders, why did the president lie about getting a call from Time? Right. Just flat out. Why did the president and use the word lie? Because I don't know why we're allergic to the word lie in this country. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. It's not a misstatement. It's not a misdirection. It's not. It's a lie. Yep. Right. So why did the president lie about being contacted by time? Yeah. And make them answer it. And that hasn't come up. Nobody's done that. No. Nope. Why? Because there's a thousand other things he's lied about since. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. And that's and that's the strategy. Again, we go back to Stephanie Miller's uh, tennis ball metaphor, the tennis ball machine, which is like this is the centerpiece of the entire Trump strategy because any single one of those news events that has occurred over the last 24 hours and there have been dozens of them Mm -hmm. and any single one of them would have led the news for an entire week under normal circumstances during any other presidential term during any other period of time in American history any single thing that occurred yesterday. I mean, there are things that Mm -hmm. would, I, I swear to God, be massive worldwide stories and I can't remember them because there yeah. are there are so many things we you know I might as well mention this now because we're never going to get to it. Rex Tillerson is being forced out as Secretary of State. They're going to bring they're going to move Pompeo over to become Secretary of State. Who's Pompeo? Mike Pompeo is now the CIA director, and then they're going to bring in Goofy Tom Cotton. See now, listen to me. I'm already doing the stupid Trump nicknames. I, I and I'm dr- yeah. I don't want to I don't want to fall prey. To Trumpism, and I just called yeah. Tom Cotton Goofy Tom Cotton. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Cotton's a done deal. It's the yeah. name that's being floated right now. Pompeo, its state is dangerous because Pompeo is a Trump loyalist. Yeah. And when Pompeo was put in as CIA director, first of all, the rumor is that he personally briefs. I don't know if this is true or not. I mean, I, 
I, I heard it on the news, but I, I haven't read it elsewhere, so I don't know. Um, mm. And I hate to say it's definitively, but he briefs Trump every day personally, uh, as much as Trump, I guess, is willing to listen. Yeah. Um, but he takes time out of his schedule to go visit with Trump every day. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, that seems to fall in line with the idea that the CIA director is now a politicized job. Yeah. Because Pompeo is very much a Trump loyalist. Right. And putting him in at state makes me believe, not that Tillerson... Uh, was necessarily uh, the best thing we had because he's obviously dismantled the State Department uh, and is way in over his head and has no diplomatic experience. Um, but at least Tillerson, I think, had a bit of a backbone. Mm-hmm. Pompeo, to me, seems like he lives in Trump's behind. And <laughs> if we're talking about somebody who's just going to yes Trump to death, mm-hmm. uh, that seems to me like he's drawing the, the troops closer, right? He's encircling himself even more. Yeah, plus, um, uh, plus Tom Cotton at CIA. I mean, you can absolutely guarantee that... Uh, if Pompeo hasn't been doing it, Tom Cotton's certainly going to be delivering little bits of raw intelligence to Donald Trump. By, oh, for sure. By yeah. request. And they're not getting uh, any sort of uh, overall intelligence um, um, picture or, or any sort of framing going on with the intelligence they're, they're seeing. What we learned uh, months ago was that the White House was looking at raw intelligence, which is a horrible, horrible mistake because they don't know right. what they're looking at. You need no. to, you need an intelligence or a series of intelligence professionals interpreting and putting together the intelligence into a reasonable form. But nevertheless, Tom Cotton is going to be a guy who is going to be servile to uh, to Donald Trump. In addition to that, it's very likely that Tom Cotton could be in a situation where he could block uh, sending any uh, additional documents or intelligence over to the office of the special counsel. And and that's where I think this gets really nefarious, where um, while this was a plan put together by John Kelly, I do think that this has something to do with the, the Russia investigation, as which... It all comes back to the investigation. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I want to get back to these... These tweets from yesterday, um, because, uh, you know, you brought them up a second ago and and this was one of those things. There was one specific Trump tweet from yesterday that illustrates what I was talking about, a a tweet that would have made national news, led every newspaper, led every newscast uh, from coast to coast. The fact that Donald Trump, the president of the United States, the law and order president retweeted and distributed al-Qaeda propaganda yesterday. Mm. Undeniably so. The video of, uh, I believe it was the video of the guy throwing down the Virgin Mary statue. Yeah, I, I want to yeah, say it was that that, that. that was the video. And that was actually used as an al-Qaeda recruitment tool. And it, oh, was, it was then picked up by this British fascist group. Uh, that has been circulating it as being something that it's not. It's being something, oh, just lo- look at the crazy radical Muslims doing this to the Virgin Mary. Yada, I yada, read yada. he got it from Coulter, Ian Coulter. Uh, that's entirely, well, he, he actually, the retweet came from that British... Right, but he saw it. He saw it because what I what I'm hearing, what I read is that uh, he gets all his news from the like 40 people he follows on Twitter. Oh, right. And that video came to him. He doesn't use direct messaging. That the uh-huh. video he saw the video in Coulter's feed. Well, that that may be the case. And even still, though, then it's Ann Coulter and Donald Trump circulating Al Qaeda propaganda because yeah, that video yeah. was taken exactly from an Al Qaeda uh, recruitment uh, video. 
And These this people. is something, again, yeah. I mean, the president of the United States is circulating Al Qaeda propaganda. I, you know, I, I say those words, and in this age, in this era, it doesn't even seem to. I mean, normally you play, you say something like that, and it's accompanied by. Like, oh my God! Stop the presses! It's a national emergency, breaking news. What the hell? Where? When does the impeachment begin? Right. And it, it just doesn't. It gets lost in the flood. It gets lost in the goddamn tennis ball machine. Just uh, tennis balls everywhere. And then we, you know, and then we move on and we move on to the next thing. Now, I don't know. I mean, there's obviously a lot of debate and I tend to vacillate on this. I tend to be ambivalent on this between whether or not Donald Trump is doing this strategically or whether this is just Donald Trump. And, and the fact that it's a that all these things distract from the really important things is just uh, incidental. <laughs> it's just a side yeah, effect I, of his I, eroticism. At first, I thought there was some sort of strategy to all of this not that he was smart enough but that there were people around him who had a, a strategy and there was something now i just think it's it's like a guy with a stream of consciousness uh and he's just you know vomiting stuff as it comes to him i yeah. don't i don't think there's any strategy to this other than to continue to be outrageous yeah um, i mean do you really I think i mean do you think it's this is just a uh, just Donald Trump being Donald Trump, and and yeah, it's I not- do, and I think he's getting worse. I think I think he's I think he's an asshole. Yeah. I think he's a narcissist. I think he's a sociopath. Yeah. I think he's a bad guy. Like I think he's a liar. I think he's mean. Like I just don't think he has any redeeming qualities. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's dangerous. And I think that anyone who's sitting by who has the opportunity to remove him, whether it's members of the cabinet or Republicans in Congress, and you're not doing anything, I think you're throwing this country into uh, a really dangerous precarious situation yep. and it's and it's frustrating that we don't have the power right now uh those who are reasonable and thoughtful uh and who care more about this country than tax cuts right are are, <laughs> are, are not in a position legally to do anything no. um but it looks really really dangerous from where we sit and that's what's so terrifying it's like we all want to be able to do something like what is it that we can do yeah Um, and I don't know what, I don't know what the answer is. You know, we're not going to storm the castle because that's not who we are. Uh, but it's starting to feel more and more like maybe we need to at some point. Yeah. yeah. How do you get this man contained? Right. Yeah. And that's just it. Especially when he's not linked to reality whatsoever. So it's just like, it's like fighting phantoms. You just, you, you know, you, you fire at them with your, uh, particle accelerator and you, uh, you don't want to cross the streams and you're shooting all around and it's knocking tables over and everything. It's that scene in the dining room on, in ghost at the beginning of Ghostbusters when they're trying to catch Slimer and you can't catch him because he's whizzing all around and they don't know what to do. And, and that's, that's kind of where I am, but I, I totally agree with you about, this being at the end of the day Donald Trump just being his crazy yeah. erratic unpredictable self and and not pursuing any sort of strategy I think he realizes what the repercussions are I think he do realizes you? that I, I mean he, do you think he realizes what what this all means like I think he he believes he lives in a reality show like I truly believe he thinks that there's like some producer who is gonna like fix it all in post yeah right like I, I don't think that he has a grasp of what his words and his actions mean, the gravi- the gravitas of the president of the United States and the office in which he sits and the office that he serves. Like I just, mm-hmm. there was no part of that that I think is 
is of interest to him is he doesn't understand it at all. Yeah. Um, it, and it explains why he takes off every Friday and goes golfing. Like he just doesn't understand that this is a 24 seven job and it's a 24 seven job of diplomacy and public service and, uh, and, and social giving and, mm-hmm. and all of the things that he just doesn't have in his life. Well, there are, t- um, there are two things that I think he does know. I think he does know that this, uh, f- forms necessary distractions. I think he understands that not by a, a premed, strategy but by oh oh this is what's happening when i tweet all this crap oh well that's good okay that's a good side effect i can still yell at the tv and watch fox news channel and call kim jong-un little rocket man and and make all of my uh googly-eyed rally goers really really happy every time i tweet i can still do that oh and by the way there's a bonus i can distract people and and they won't be able to focus on anything else other than this crap but then at the same time i do understand and what we've read this week is that donald trump is walking around the white house increasingly believing that he can act with impunity that mm-hmm. he can do whatever he wants and ultimately yeah. the checks and balances established in the system will not really hold him accountable and this is one of the many many reasons why and i know we're way late for a break but the, one of the many reasons why he has to be held well, he's not wrong i mean who's holding him accountable yeah no one is and and well i mean there's robert Mueller. there's the congressional well yeah but but the, not yet you yeah, know, not, like, we yeah. gotta wait for that. So in the meantime, there's a lot of damage you can do while we're waiting for... I mean, look, I don't blame Mueller. You take your time. But there's a lot of damage that can be done before... Mm-hmm we get any kind of information yeah well plus uh, and and uh, i definitely want to get to to russia after the break but uh, what we've been hearing is that ty cobb has told donald trump that this all this is all going away you're going to be exonerated before the end of the year no worries and so donald trump is thinking oh well great i can i really literally can do anything i want and no one is going to stop me because i am the president can you believe it and that is that is where we are with this guy and uh, obviously, this uh, this loops into Russia. This obviously loops into uh, emoluments and and everything else. His his tax returns. What is this lovely music? Oh, this is this means we're supposed to talk about my Patreon page. Oh. <laughs> and uh, well, of course, this is from the Charlie I thought, Brown. I thought I entered into the party where somebody chases me around the room with their genitalia. <laughs> no, that's that's tomorrow. I I thought you got an invitation, but uh, (laughs) nevertheless, this is from the Charlie Brown Christmas thing. I like to use this. I uh, know. It sounded very Charlie Brown-esque. I like it. So, uh, okay. As I said, we're talking about our uh, Patreon page. Uh, If you go to bobseska.com, just beneath the logo, the all caps Patreon link, uh, will take you directly to uh, Patreon and the Bob Seska Show Patreon page, where... As I said, on Fridays, we do the after party. And if you've never heard Mm -hmm. the after party, you want to start listening to the after party because, well, those of you who started listening to the show way back in 2010 when this all started, and you liked that sort of free form, kind of personal, a little bit of pop culture kind of touch to the uh, programming as opposed to the free show, which is mostly politics, then you'll like the after party because there's not only tons of obscenities, but it's... It's most of the time, it's me and Kimberly Johnson just talking about whatever's going on, whether it's movies, TV shows, things happening in our personal life, sex, there's lots of sex talk, lots of me chasing really? chasing Kimberly around with my penis, that happens. I was going to uh, say, how come I don't get invited to the after party? <laughs> well, you know what else we have? Uh, I'll bring snacks. To see, now, now you're invited. Anyone, <laughs> anyone who wants to bring snacks can pop in anytime. And you know, the other thing is that uh, I do want to bring in uh, additional guests on the after party. We did an entire hour and a half with 
uh, famous blogger uh, from Raw Story, David Ferguson, uh, oh. who used to be known as T-Rex on Fire Dog Lake. And, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we talked uh, talked to T-Rex. Very old school. Yeah, he's also a musician, and we were talking about... He's basically... I described David Ferguson as being gay Chez, and he is kind of oh. gay Chez. That's... That, <laughs> You get a kind of a sense of who David Ferguson like is by that, that description, the two-word description. That's funny. But uh, that means all you got to do uh, to hear the after party is to go to our Patreon page. Again, it's the all caps link uh, just beneath the logo at bobsuska.com. And you sign up for 10 bucks a month, $10 a month. And that'll get you not only the Friday after party show. Uh, which is exclusive to Patreon. <laughs> this music makes me want to say, there's a two-drink minimum. Don't forget to tip your server. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm thinking, oh, we're, we're, we're ice skating in the pond. At, oh, you uh, got ice skating? Yeah, I, got, uh, I got piano lounge. <laughs> with, uh, with Linus and Lucy and Charlie Brown and Snoopy and Woodstock and Santa Rosa. That's... <laughs> It all takes place. It's funny now watching the Charlie Brown specials and knowing that it's all kind of Santa Rosa. I never knew that until I moved here. But nevertheless, uh, so that's our Patreon page. In addition to the after party, you also get two post-mortem shows every week. That's a little mini show, little mini after parties we actually do after we record the free shows every Tuesday and Thursday. They're like quickies. There's that too, exactly. They're quickies. They're quick one-shots of uh, fun and frivolity (laughs) that we... Thrown at the end of the show. And again, that's $10 a month. You can sign up at different levels. If you want to, to spend less, you can sign up at $1 a month, $5 a month. That'll get you some post-mortem shows. $10 a month is the after party and the post-mortem shows. $15 a month is all that crap, plus a commercial-free version of the free show. We take out all the commercials for you, huh? That's just uh, $15 a month. Just go to bobseska.com, click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at the top of the page, and please... Tell all your friends. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Thursday show. Uh, God, it's not even December yet. Well, December is tomorrow, and I'm already... uh, I'm in full Father Christmas mode, so I'm, I'm, I'm going full Clark Griswold this year, I think. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Jackie Schecker is here from InvestigateRussia.org, your one-stop shop for everything going on in the, uh, the Trump-Russia investigation and all of the uh, uh, horrible, horrible things that we're learning about on a, on a day-to-day basis. Um, let's see where to begin. Okay, first of all, uh, as we said before the break, Trump thinks Mueller is going to be done by the end of the year, which is hilarious. This is, yeah. I mean, don't you think, Jackie, this is uh, Trump's legal representation, just treating him like a little boy? Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah. are, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know, okay, yeah, 15 minutes, we'll be there. And then we'll it's, there, it's yeah. really like two hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, him in the back seat. we're not, we're not close. Look, I mean, I, you know, every day there's news coming out and there's more and more information. It was interesting because, uh, Senator Feinstein sent a letter, uh, to a bunch of different letter to a bunch of different foreign policy advisors, mm-hmm. uh, JD Gordon and Carter page and, uh, Wally Ferris and, and basically said, here are the things I need from you. And here's what I need you to, to turn over. And, mm-hmm. and it's a whole, there's some names in there that are new and it's a whole new level of information. Like the more and more this unravels, the more obvious it is that, that this is not ending up anytime soon. At least if, 
if the congressional committees and, and the special counsel continue to do their jobs. Um, I, I think that the House uh, may wrap up a little sooner only because they're mm-hmm. still uh, dealing with some partisanship there. Um, <laughs> yeah, a and, little bit. Devin and, Nunes. Yeah, and not not for lack of trying. Look, I mean, I, I give huge kudos to Representative Schiff. I mean, he oh, is... Yeah. As forthcoming as humanly possible with as much information as he can share. Mm. I think he is uh, diligent on the issue. I think he's really serious about getting to the bottom of what he can. He's smart and centered. And I I just love seeing uh, uh, national politicians on television who are centered and thoughtful, especially in this age. And Adam Schiff is both of those things. Yeah, and he tries very hard not to... um, to let partisanship into it. I mean, I think mm-hmm. he's trying very hard to be reasonable, but what he's doing is dealing with Devin Nunes, who was supposed to recuse himself or at least step away, who hasn't. I think Conaway is trying to fill in the role of being the Republican in charge, but he's still got to deal with the Nunes ego. Um, I, I think that there is uh, this concerted effort for whatever reason uh, on, on the Republican side, on that committee in particular, to not do the job of digging in uh, to what happened uh, during the election and how the Trump campaign may have been uh, colluding with the Russians. And so mm. it's the House is where we're we're on not so solid ground. Um, but look, I mean, today they're interviewing Sessions again, which is good. Yep. Uh, and they're also speaking with Eric Prince about who is the brother of Betsy DeVos and the founder of Blackwater, who was like an unofficial envoy for the Trump campaign and an advisor. He's not officially you know, listed, but he was working on their behalf and he went Mm -hmm. to the Seychelles and had a private meeting with a Russian. And, and what came out the other night, which is so interesting is that, you know, he's been asked, who'd you meet with? And it was like, Oh, it was some fun manager. Like, uh, you know, I don't even remember the conversation took, (laughs) you know, as long as it takes to drink a beer. Like it was no, it was no big deal. And dude flew to the Seychelles to have a meeting with the head of like a, a Russian banking fund, like yeah, a, another an investment Russian, fund. Another Russian yeah. I have to add to my list. I, I noticed right, that yeah, a new I mean, name I, in the exactly. Yeah, I, I've I've got a list that I need to add to the site when the news slows down a bit, and I've got a quieter <laughs> day. I can put yeah. them into the key players list. Um, yeah, so it's it's um, you know, it's now they've they've got all these questions asked. And look, I don't believe that any of these people are necessarily scared of lying under oath. Like, I don't, I don't know that they have any qualms about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much information these committees are going to get. Yeah. Um, but I, I am hopeful uh, that at least they'll get trapped in some of these lies. And when we saw the Carter Page transcript, it was abundantly clear that he's not dealing with a full deck and that mm-hmm. he's going to get trapped in his own, in his own, uh, in his own lies and misinformation. And I'm hoping, so what's happening with Prince, just so people are aware is it's behind closed doors, but they're going to release the transcript the same way they did with page. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see the lines of questioning. You'll be able to see whether or not the Republicans hold their, his feet to the fire on anything. Uh, and then we'll see if he gets trapped the way that Carter Page did. And then there's the other thing, which is uh, greasy, weaselly Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. is going to be next uh, week December with the House Intelligence Committee. Yeah, yeah. First opportunity for lawmakers to question uh, Jr. over his contacts with Russians during the campaign, including that. Yeah. So uh, there's two things yeah. that they, I, you know, I wrote down that they were going to talk to him about, and then I was listening to the radio today, and I realized there's a third that I missed. So obviously they're going to want to talk to him about the the June 9th meeting, the June yep. 9, 2016 meeting where he met with Natalia Veselnitskaya and a bunch of other Russians mm-hmm. to talk about 
adoptions. Now, did you think uh, did you think we'd hear about more similar meetings by this point? Now, granted, there have been a lot of meetings, but this one seems to be a central focus where we know the, the most biggie. details about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, where I kind of thought that there would be more uh, stories about similar meetings to the June 9th meeting, where there's prom- Kushner, Manafort, Don Jr., Veselnitskaya, Akhmetshin, all these guys all meeting. By the way, I'm so proud of myself. I've just produced right? Ak- you got all those names right. Yeah. Ak mentions the digital guy uh, who's responsible for a lot of digital disinformation campaigns around the world. And uh, and he was there. But I w- I'm expecting, or I have been expecting, reports of similar kinds of meetings. Now, Rachel did a fantastic public service, I think, on her show the other night, which is, by the way, not the only one, investigaterussia.org has, has similar things. Now, um, but what she did was she did something that was all at once fun and frustrating. She put up a grid and the faces of all the Russians who have yes, met yes. with yeah met Members with the Trump campaign Trump yeah. officials yeah yeah and it was fun because I, I it was almost like a game show where I was trying to name. <laughs> the Russian officials just by seeing their photo, and I, and I was pretty Look at good. You. I got I got a little more than half of them right. I'm proud. I was proud of myself. I didn't get all of them, obviously, because there were some that were just blacked out faces, yeah. and there were some who I just didn't recognize. But it, it, that was fun. That was the fun game show part of doing that. But the the frustrating part was she never actually revealed the names of these characters, just the descriptions of who they are and and why they're why they're listed you know because you they, can get bogged down in it I yeah mean, there's oh, so really many can. that if if you try to keep track of it all it's difficult um which is why we built the site why we built investigate russia so that you could help people understand what's going on and who all these people are yeah. um, but what i was going to mention is that the other two things that they need to talk about trump jr about and they're obviously going to now uh-huh. is this correspondence with wikileaks right Right, because that's recently come out that he had this ongoing correspondence with WikiLeaks. Again, which he's confessed to, which he has revealed. Oh, yeah, no, and we don't know that we've seen, I mean, he released what he said were the messages between them, but we have Mm -hmm. no idea whether or not those are the extent of the messages. And then the other, because those things are easy to mock up and, and to to fake and forge. Uh, and then the other thing uh, that I forgot to add in there, which I'm going to add to the site now, is the meeting that he had uh, with Alexander Torshin. Mm-hmm. And uh, Torshin is um, a an ally of Putin's. He is uh, under investigation. Uh, Spanish authorities think that he is a, uh, a godfather of this of the mob, wow. um, that he has that he's mafia connections. Um, Russian he, or uh, Italian? No, Russian. well, well, Russian mafia connections, but also in, involved with the, the Spanish mafia oh my or Russian connections through Spain. There's a, it's a money laundering scheme uh, that's happened in Mallorca, and it's it's la- laundering money through real estate investments in Mallorca. Jesus Christ! Um, so it's, I think it's Russian mafia, but it's the money laundering uh, through Spanish entities. <laughs> and that's why the Spanish authorities are investigating him. And they've got one guy who they have on tape referring to him as, I think it was Padrino, as godfather. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's under investigation. He's uh, definitely shady. There, there are money laundering allegations. Um, and he... Uh, has met with Trump Jr. on the sidelines of an NRA event last year or two years ago. Uh, yeah, and so what happened was he was trying to get to Trump 
uh, via, this was the whole, uh, I have a whole thing on the site. It's the tale of Alexander Turshin of how he's connected because it's convoluted, but he was trying to go through the campaign right. and they were trying to set up a dinner down in Louisville, Kentucky. And it turns out that he actually ended up meeting with Trump Jr. at a different event at the same time. Is this a meeting that was disclosed at any point or is this brand new? No, this is relatively new. We've heard about this. Okay. Um, it came out in news reports that they say they didn't dine together, that they were introduced and they chatted for a little bit at the sidelines of this dinner. But um, it was an NRA event. Um, but who knows? You know, who knows how long they spoke? Who knows what they spoke about? But he and Torsion spoke. So, mm. um, you know, I think that that's the third thing that that investigators are going to want to talk to him about now and see what comes up, like what he says. Right. Oh, okay, so now I, I, there's a, one really important question I want to ask you, Jackie. As yeah. one of the preeminent experts on the uh, on the Russia case, on the Russia attack, and the the Trump Russia investigation, um, and this goes back to Trump himself, Donald Trump himself. And one of the things I've been tracking on the show is how close have we gotten to Donald Trump as being looped into the investigation? And as of last week. Pretty damn close if we're talking about obstruction of justice. Right. Charges. I think that that's the best. Yeah. I think that's what they're, they could get him on. Yeah. Right? Is, is obstruction of justice by firing Comey, that he knew exactly why he was firing Comey, that other people knew. They're going to interview Don McGahn. That's another name mm-hmm. yep. that's going that, to, that you need to keep an eye on. Hope Hicks and Don McGahn are the two big White House names right now. Don McGahn, I, I White House had, counsel. White House counsel. Yeah. Sorry. Right. So Hope Hicks is now the communications director. She's 29. She's <laughs> the hilarious. youngest communications director. Yeah. Yeah. Ever in the, the history the, of White House communications director, she's, she's a former she's, model. She, yeah, yeah, like, she's I mean, doing she's doing Toby Ziegler's job. That's what Hope yeah. Hicks is doing. Toby Ziegler from the West Wing. That's <laughs> Hope Hicks yeah. has been uh, shoehorned into that colossally important post, and and God only knows if she's doing her job there. Who, um, who the hell knows? I mean, yeah. she's literally a former like Ralph Lauren, I think it was teen model, and worked in PR for a little while, and then got scooped up by Ivanka Trump, yeah. and now she's Donald Trump's White House communications director. <laughs> I, mean, I, okay. I don't know if the qualifications, the resumes there for that job. Exactly, uh, but now, but so, it was really she was the last person standing if you think about it like yeah. how many people they went through to get to her but she's there now so so as an expert uh, I, I want you to put your forecasters hat on how what uh, as a percentage uh of uh, whether he's going to be uh, uh indicted or not indicted this is donald trump uh what's the percent chance in your estimation that donald trump will be indicted versus uh exonerated Let's put oh, it in gosh. those terms. I, mean, I know, I, like, know, Donald Trump exonerated really, is a scary thought, but, you know. Yeah, and I think it's hard to predict. I think that based on what I'm reading and the information that's coming out, I mean, I think there's two things. I don't know what Manafort or Flynn has on Trump. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's interesting. I don't think, I, I don't know what they're going to get from Manafort. I think I think Manafort uh, doesn't have any loyalty to anybody. He, he's more than happy to sell anybody out to yeah. save his own skin. Mm. Um, so we'll see what comes there. I think Flynn is really interested in protecting his son from everything I've read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is so much evidence now that he may be cooperating with Mueller. Mueller? Mueller? Um, <laughs> Mueller. So I, I, still say, I, I still say Mueller sometimes. It's just yeah, I don't know what happened that. there. It was a, is that a, E a in there? Bit, it was like a mini brain fart. Um, <laughs> but he, 
<laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, but he he seems to be cooperating, right? right? Every every indication is that there may be some sort of plea deal, and Mueller's not going to cooperate unless he's got some bigger fish, right? right. Yep. So there's something there's something there, or maybe something there. And of course, we remember Trump uh, has been incredibly loyal to Flynn. Uh, he sent him a message saying, you know, hang tough, stay strong. Uh, he's defended him all the way through. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And now all of a sudden Flynn's lawyers aren't cooperating with Trump's lawyers anymore and Flynn seems to be speaking to Mueller. So yeah, I, I, I think that there's something there. I don't know what it is, obviously, but I would keep an eye on that. And then, of course, is the obstruction of justice, uh, which would be for the firing of Comey. Uh, and I, it seems abundantly clear that that's, there's a path there. The correct answer, I'm going to do John McLaughlin. The correct answer is 68%. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a number, but I'm bad at math. I'm, but going, I'm going with 68% chance I'll of I'll take uh, fine. That works for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one last break. We'll come back with more show right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back. Uh, okay. What's next here? Oh, this is good. This is something no one's really talking about. It's, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to do with Russia and Mueller, but it's, it's more trouble for Donald Trump, more legal trouble for, for Donald Trump and the Trump organization. Subpoenas are being sent to 23 Trump businesses requiring them to preserve their records for this lawsuit accusing the president of uh, violations of the emoluments uh, clause of profiting from his uh, from his office. The lawsuit contends that Trump's continued ownership of his, of his business, including the Trump International Hotel in Washington, enables him to make money from foreign and domestic governments, breaching two constitutional clauses intended to prevent that. So this could be something really positive. Uh, yeah, I, I like this idea of going after him for that. I remember that stupid press conference they held where it was like the manila folders with the oh, fake yeah. piles of paper. <laughs> right. like, Look at all these Look, papers. we're divesting. It, 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 he hasn't done anything. I got right? paper, and, papers and, for the people. Lots yeah, of, that's why he papers. promotes his golf course and speeches and goes <laughs> right. and, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, and he, horrible. They haven't divested from anything and... 
His sons are, um, do you believe his sons aren't talking to him about his property? I mean, it's stupid. No, the whole thing is really stupid. And of Ivanka course. Trump's traveling around the room to the world to promote her business. And, it, you know, she, it's not an accident she goes to China or wherever, or India or wherever it is she's going. Yeah, th- there's stuff is made. Right? They're selling Trump wine in National Park gift shops. From what yeah, I, I saw that. Like, <laughs> the stupid Don Jr. is like, well, we've always done that. No, you have no. not always no. done that. Meanwhile, Donald Trump, this is, uh, Donald Trump did a rally yesterday and he was- Oh, that was nuts. Did you watch that? I watched parts of it. I couldn't bring myself to watch all of it because I'm just at this point where I hate Donald Trump with the fury of a thousand white hot suns. I I do not like this guy. I think he's a whore. I mean, I'm just obviously stating the obvious here. But now when I see him on TV, I just get I get physically angered, like where either I have to start relentlessly mocking him or I have to turn off the TV. So that's what I worry about is that good people get tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, And then we've got no fight left in us. And I I worry about this. Right. I mean, it's just it's exhausting. I'm exhausted. Everybody I know is exhausted. Like, I would love to take a break and not deal with it anymore. But the minute we get complacent is the minute we are vulnerable. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And good people getting tired is dangerous. We can keep so, fighting without subjecting ourselves to seeing Donald Trump's horrible face every uh, every five seconds. No, but I you have to listen to his speeches yeah. because the people who follow him are. Mm-hmm. And if you don't pay attention to the stuff that he's spewing, you're going to get the sound bites on the news, but mm-hmm. you're not going to get the full context. Right. And that happened a lot during the campaign, is that you would get what they found most egregious, but you'd miss the 17 other horrible things he said. By the way, have you noticed that Rachel Maddow is now talking about things like Trump's tweets? Whereas for the longest time she was saying, you know what, listen... Uh, pay attention to what Trump does, not what he says. I'm not going to be, she said, I'm not going to be focusing on Trump's tweets. Well, now it's gotten to the point where it's unavoidable. She has to talk about Trump's tweets because what we're seeing here are violations of national security. He is tweeting basically nuclear threats in a way, uh, which he also did yesterday. He also, in the midst of a a rally based around uh, his ridiculous, horrible tax scam, that looks like it's increasingly it's increasingly possible that it could pass. Although Susan Collins looks like she's going to be a no on this. Um, right in the middle of talking about how the tax cuts will rocket propel the economy, he had to do one of his greatest hits. This was uh, Donald Trump yesterday. Massive tax cuts <laughs> will be rocket fuel. Hmm. Dick. A little rocket, man. Rocket fuel for the American economy. See, no no better example right there. He is a sick puppy. Yeah, no better example than right there of the way Donald Trump's mind works. Not only... It's like free association. It's free... stay on topic. (laughs) Right, it's free association. In addition... Exactly right. It's shiny object. You've got to mention that. But it's also Donald Trump's penchant for... Uh, his greatest hits, knowing his audience and saying that, hey, you know what? People go bananas. People love it when I say Little Rocket Man. And they, they always applaud and they always cheer. And this was a case where he got applause just by mentioning the nickname. Nothing else. He's talking about the economy. And then he says, oh, wait, Rocket. 
Rocket Man, little Rocket Man. You can see the wheels turning in his head and yeah. st- steam shooting out of his ears. Suddenly they, oh, I should say it, little Rocket Man. And then everyone goes, woo! Yay, yeah, that's said right. it. Like, who are these people? I mean, this like, was a case last night, and this is again to illustrate how I've uh, I've just gone full uh, uh, Trump derangement, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Last night, I was not even standing in the same room. I was standing in my office. Kimberly had the uh, had MSNBC on in the other room, uh, and the volume turned up. And I heard, I think it was on Lawrence O'Donnell. Lawrence played that clip, the Rocket Man clip from yesterday. And I just started screaming. I was like, I was being sarcastic, uh, imitating yeah. Trump's audience. And going, yeah, all right. He said something we know. He said familiar wor- words that we know. Rocket Man, we know words. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just get, being sarcasmo. Um, just relentlessly laying into the crowd of people that actually applauded this doofus with his free ex- association and his idea. Oh, I've got my little catchphrase. Let me throw in the little rocket man catchphrase and all of the great unwashed will love me. Yeah, I don't. I, who it's are just people? so intensely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just in that place now. And it doesn't mean that I'm. You know, somehow softening on, you know, trying on, on covering relentlessly uh, covering Trump. That's not the case. But I mean, the fact is that uh, I started my banter magazine uh, piece uh, at the daily dot com uh, this week by saying, you know what? Today, I really would have preferred to write about the DC uh, comics movies versus the Marvel uh, comics mm-hmm. movies. I, that's what I, I really wanted to write about that, but it, no, you can't. There's no time. There's very little time for fun. Yeah. Uh, in 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 the world of political writing these days, and it's really much, yeah. There's yeah. no there's no break. I mean, you wake up every morning and there's seven there's seventeen stories. I yep. mean, and, and it's mortifying. Yeah. And and I mean, there really isn't. I wake up every morning and I pick up the phone and I look at the little news, tw- you know, the tweets and the news alerts and stuff, and it's like, oh my god, like. And this is, I mean, I used to, yeah. I used to joke that I was going to start my own, I had a, I, I still own the website, actually, it's called Nuts by Nine, right? Like, everything's already gone, like, here I on the West that. Coast, everything's already gone Nuts by Nine. <laughs> That's and an awesome when, name for a blog, Yeah, I love thank that. you. Yeah, I think I still have it. I don't know that I ever did anything with it, but I was, I was practicing, trying to figure out what that was going to be. Yeah. Um, but it is, it was going to be like a summary of all the crazy shit that's gone down before mm-hmm. nine o'clock on the West coast, right. because on the East coast, you know, people have been up for hours and it's going crazy. Well, remember, uh, earlier in the show, I was talking about all these contradictions and how it's impossible to confront, uh, Trumpers because of all of their contradictions. It's hard to, they're never going to be convinced if you, if you cite evidence of things that they and their leader just said two minutes ago, it's like the cult mm. of Trump. And and one of those things is this uh, this tax cut bill, uh, this tax scam that is worming its way through the Senate right now. And despite the fact that it is going to add, according to the CBO, which is the last referee in town, mm. CBO says that this tax cut bill is going to add one point five trillion dollars to the national deficit. And I'm not talking about or I, I should say very specifically the budget deficit, because 
obviously there's some confusion out there as to what's the deficit and what's national mm. debt. One feeds the other. The deficit feeds the debt. They're separate things, but one feeds the other. And the budget deficit is the amount of money that we end up short, that the government ends up short uh, of uh, breaking even. So they're spending more money right now than they're actually taking in in tax revenue mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. on. And that's the budget deficit. And so this is going to add $1.5 trillion to the budget deficit. Um, if you recall, just to put this in some sort of context, when Barack Obama took office, the budget deficit was $1.4 trillion. And every single Republican, every single Republican who's voting for this tax cut or it's not really a tax cut, it's a tax hike on working and middle-class families. But this tax bill, uh, they all voted against the Obama stimulus plan in March of 2009 because they were so freaked out by the deficit. Right? They're about to add... Well, that was the whole thing, right? Like, yeah. not adding to the deficit. Exactly. It's always been their thing. It's the st- now what, it doesn't matter. Right. What they're doing is the starve the beast gambit, where what they do is they pass a huge tax cut, just like they did during the Bush years. They passed a, a, an enormous tax cut, and then uh, some other things that weren't paid for, Medicare Part D, the Iraq War, the Afghanistan War, etc. Um, and these all contributed to a massive budget deficit that... Barack Obama then had to somehow resolve because mm-hmm. the Democrats tend to have to be the adults in the room and doing all of the adult things. Uh, I wish somebody would say it's not a legislative achievement if it destroys people's lives. Like, right. you can't say, you know, the president's looking for a win. Well, you can't win if it's a loser bill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? It's and, not a legislative accomplishment or achievement if the legislation is crap. Yeah. Like, well, they wish somebody would say that because they keep saying, like, he's looking for a legislative win. Well, it's not a win if it's a bad bill. Yeah, if it adds $1.5 trillion to the deficit. And that's what this is going to do. And and so how the Star of the Beast mentality works works is they spend all kinds of money on tax cuts and then when the democrats take over they say no no more spending no more spending see that giant deficit why are you why are you people being such socialists with all of your spending you can't do that and rack up more deficit and debt national debt i mean for eight years all they did was scream about that goddamn national debt for the first two years of the obama presidency all they did was scream about the deficit and the debt this was a thing and and the entire the entire uh, budget deficit the entire national debt were as a consequence of Republican legislating and a Republican president for nearly eight years of the, of the, the Bush well, administration. We already know this is a party that likes to, to run but doesn't like to govern. You yeah. know, they, they like to spew a bunch of platitudes, but they don't like to actually create legislation or govern. So you know, when they get into the driver's seat, it's, it's like, wait, wait, what do I do? It's the dog that caught the yep. bus, right? Yep. So that's, that's more evidence of it. They're like, you shouldn't do that. And then they get in the driver's seat and they're like, oh, I guess we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so in this case, they're, they're going to increase the deficit by $1.5 trillion. It's going to bring the federal budget deficit up to uh, nearly $2 trillion. Because uh, what very few Republicans know is that Barack Obama presided over a reduction in the budget deficit by mm-hmm. over a trillion dollars. It went from $1.4 trillion when B- Obama took office down to about $400 billion when he left office. Now, Donald Trump and the Republican Congress are adding 
back mm-hmm. on to the deficit, $1.5 trillion with this goddamn tax cut. And all of these Republicans who were screaming about socialism in, in early 2009 when we were hemorrhaging jobs and the economy was in the shitter, all they did was scream about socialism and democratic spending. Because mm-hmm. Barack Obama proposed a stimulus package that not only contained uh, massive infrastructure spending, which the Republicans seem to suddenly like now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it also contained the largest middle class tax cut as a dollar value in the history of the United States. And every single Republican voted against that. Why? Because of the deficit, which they are currently about to add $1.5 trillion to. Yeah, I mean, that is the... Oh, my God. How... I mean, how do you even begin to talk about something like that without yanking your hair out? Because it's so... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm already... Yeah, in, it's I, stressful. It's incredibly stressful. Right. There's no logic to it. Nope, none whatsoever. And that's... Maybe that's the way they want it. Maybe that's part of the long-term strategy just to entirely flummox those of us who are normal. Uh, and and to make it almost impossible for us to uh, uh, to use reason and logic because they've abandoned reason and logic, and the only way to convince people who have completely abandoned reason and logic for their little cult is to uh, start to play their game a little bit. And no, you know, I don't want to do that. Well, I don't want to get into the mud with those people. I know. But that's I mean, that's what's going on. We're just all starting. I mean, every time Trump tweets something, my inclination is to go so, say, "Go fuck yourself, Biff." Yeah. And and I, I and when I do that, I go, God damn it! I'm playing, I'm mm-hmm. playing their game, and that's God yeah. damn it! That pisses me off because <laughs> uh, I don't want to do that. But at the same time, I mean, how do you how do you confront? I don't it? know. I have no idea. Okay, I don't know. sedatives. That's that's a great idea. I should look into that. Sedatives. <laughs> so bring me sedatives. Someone. Um, just a, we're going to do a short post-mortem show today. Uh, again, if you sign up at Patreon.com uh, through our, our Patreon link at BobSeska.com, sign up at $5 a month. You get uh, Obviously, you get the free show, but then you get this post-mortem show, which we do seamlessly after this music ends. Uh, talk a little bit while longer. It's, le- it's like, uh, what, Bill I'll Mar- give you a teaser. I'll tell you guys what was happening at the very beginning of the show that was a distraction, and yet I didn't let on. Oh, hooray! I got to hear about that. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um... So what this is, is kind of like Bill Maher does his overtime thing on his HBO show where he keeps talking with his guests after the show is over and they put it on YouTube. That's what the post-mortem show is. is Jackie and I just keep talking after this music ends. And the only way you can hear that is if you sign up for $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month on our Patreon page. So go do that now. It also makes a great gift for the holidays. If if you have Bob Seska Show fans (laughs) on your Christmas list. That puppy up. Uh, it can be gifted. Also, uh, make sure to support investigaterussia.org. Yes, thank you. Which uh, it's just uh, one of the best resources out there right now in the Russia investigation. So that's it for today's show. We'll see you on the after party tomorrow with Kimberly Johnson and then back again on Tuesday with Buzz Burbank. Take care, folks. Bye bye.